you familiar with the idea of a humiliation ritual? I mean, clearly we've all seen uh, hazing or initiation. We used to call it initiation when I was in high school. And I remember being terrified of initiation and what are people going to make me do. And it turned out that I wasn't the target for initiation. Other people were. And uh, they got some bad stuff. There's humiliation. I know that college initiation can be just brutal up to the point of death. You know, forcing people to drink a bunch of alcohol until they get blood poisoning and naked rituals and gross stuff. And it's meant to humiliate. How bad do you want to be here? How much fealty are you willing to show? How cruel are you willing to let us be? Uh, how, how much will you grovel in front of us? And for the people who are employing that, making people do that, they'll tell themselves, well, they don't have to do it. They could leave. But there's got to be some kind of juice that people get out of that. Mental juice. Well, we are in a society being put through a similar thing, a humiliation ritual. It's the same tactic. How much will you grovel? How much are you willing to change? How much will you put up with? This is an ad for the uh, an official selection for Outfest Los Angeles. It's a trailer for a movie. It's for kids, don't you know? Can you be a girl and have a boy body? Or be a boy and have a girl body? Yes. That's transgender. Can this person be a parent? Yes. My dad. I feel like I'm not really a boy or a girl. The God is in Mama has a mustache. Mommy has a mustache. And they mentioned God in it because God isn't male or female, except he's always referred to in the masculine. Oh, (laughs) funny thing. So funny. Uh, That movie, uh, which is for kids, don't you know, called Mama Has a Mustache, it has a sponsor. It's AbbVie. They're a pharmaceutical company that makes Lupron. That's the drug that is used to, uh, you know, sterilize pedophiles and to freeze the, the, the prostate of cancer victims. Oh, and also, of course, given to kids in a completely reversible way to just stall their puberty while they get it all figured out. Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And it is not without um, a lot of effort that we get to do a show at this level. And a lot of this has to do with partners like Soda Weight Loss at SodaWeightLoss.com. 
Don't buy into the myth that you got to wait for the holidays to be over to lose unwanted fat. That is a myth. It's sodaweightloss.com. There is a thing called a humiliation ritual. And the humiliation ritual involves making people do things that feel wrong and do things that make them uneasy. And it has a point, and it's to lower them. And it's to establish dominance and to lower them to the point that, that, that really there's nothing they won't do. And it's interesting to look at uh, society and what is being done to us in the midst of this cultural revolution and start to see the ways in which it appears to be just like a, a, a ritual of humiliation. And it is not just on the topic of stuff like pretending that men are women, which is part of this humiliation ritual. Of course, that has a profit motive to it, and so much of it does these days, and a control motive and a, and a motive of, of lessening the population. And, man, that's the trifecta. Just another reason I began warning about this stuff a decade ago. But there are other ways in which these humiliation rituals play out. And uh, it's important to understand this because it was weeks ago that we had an expert on about tyranny. She has been, well, her family's been chased out of three countries because of communism. And so she has a little bit of knowledge, well, a lot when it comes to what tyranny is and how tyranny works. And when we chatted, uh, I asked her about what is the sort of defining uh, characteristic of, of tyranny in the beginning stages? And uh, how would you put this down into a, a definition for people that they could see coming? Uh, her name is Kate uh, Kay Rubicek. And Kate told me that uh, tyranny begins in the mind. That what the goal of people who intend to install tyranny is, that goal is to believe that we are worth less than we are, up to and including being worth nothing, which runs completely counter to how God sees us. God sees us as so valuable, he sent his only begotten son after us, so that all that who will believe in him and follow him and be discipled by him and abide in him are saved, are brought back into the family. He loved us that much, and he made us in his image. So once again, the desire of the party runs counter to God because God does not want us to think of ourselves as worthless. So as we go through these examples, uh, I don't want you to, to allow yourself to become depressed or discouraged in this. It's simply to inform because the solution to all of this is, of course, being grounded in God's word. But much more, it's understanding that God loves us enough. He doesn't consider us worthless. He considers us worth everything. And that should be enough. And don't feel guilty if it's not, because sometimes it's not. They'll just pray that it will be for you eventually become enough, because sometimes it's not enough for me. Well, boy, we are getting so close. Uh, what are we now, 24 days away from the end of the year? And have you had your portfolio checked yet with Bulwark Capital Management? Here's why I'm suggesting it is um, people will wait until the new year to kind of do new things. I'm asking you to get ahead of this now because 
Man, the signals. Um, we've averted a railroad strike, apparently. Apparently, that's the government's job now. And there's going to be a food shortage in Europe, and they intend to make it worse. They have every intention of making the food shortage worse. It is man-made, just like the COVID crisis was man-made. That stuff is going to leave a mark. We're watching financial fraud treated with glad-handing in the United States Congress, where Sam Bankman-Fried has been, the, the, the Democrats are hailing him. Oh, he's so honest. He's not. He's a, in my judgment, he's a con artist who's pulled off one of the biggest grifts in history while laundering money for the party. Why, then, by the end of the year? It's just this. Most portfolios aren't created to sustain the chaos economy. Most portfolios are created under the pretense that things are all good and well. They're not. And the 60-40 stock bond mix we all grew up with, that's been out the door for a long time. Zach Abraham at Bulwark Capital Management has been clear about that. How can that work? When, as Zach shared with us last week, there are, uh, you know, if individual bonds going down, whereas mutual funds made up of bonds are going up in price. How can that make sense? It doesn't. So get with Zach Abraham and see if your portfolio will withstand the chaos economy. What you need to do so that it's focused on risk management. That doesn't mean you're not seeking to grow wealth. Of course you are. Good luck sustaining the growth in wealth if it's not risk management focused. So here's how to get in touch with Zach. It's 866-779-RISK, Bulwark Capital Management, 866-779-RISK, or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. There's a woman in New York. Uh, her name is Kathleen Casillo. She's 54 years old. She has respect for herself. She's, she's taking a huge risk for us. And we will benefit from this risk if it goes, if it goes the way it should go. And the party knows, they, they know that this show trial is being seen for what it is. She's, she is being asked to go through a humiliation ritual. In fact, she's in court because of a humiliation ritual. Uh, ritual. If you live in separate countries like New York or like Seattle, you are supposed to get used to people seizing the highways when you're on it. You're supposed to get used to groups of people seizing the roads. And you're supposed to sit in your car. And you're supposed to wait till they're done. And you're supposed to determine that whatever you had to do that day is not as important as the aggrieved group who has seized your taxpayer property. And truly, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Uh, a few weeks ago, there was a person stopped from getting to the hospital because of a protest in Seattle or a seizing of the roads. And in this was several years ago, in the Bay Area, uh, the, uh, the San Mateo Bridge, I believe it was the San Mateo Bridge, shut down because of a protest, and a person was not able to make it to the hospital, and I believe they died. But it's not always just the deaths. You could be going through the process of a last job interview. Right? Hey, we need you to come in one more time. I really like you, but we need you to meet with the CEO. And you could leave two hours early. <laughs> That's what I would do. 
you leave two hours early and you take the freeway and it's, it's, it's blocked and you think, okay, well, it's going to clear up. And then you hear on the radio or you ways or whatever you do and you see that it's completely blocked. So then you turn on the radio. What's going on? Protesters of uh, the social justice for transgendered left-handed black women, men, women, trans men, trans, uh, have seized the freeway in downtown Seattle that their voices may be heard, uh, police say, and you're just supposed to sit there. It's a humiliation ritual. Hey, you're only a driver. And sometimes it goes worse than that. So Kathleen Casilla was in New York. Um, She's from Queens. And there were a group of people who seized the road. And they're with Black Lives Matter Incorporated. Well, I don't know they're with the incorporated group, but they were at a Black Lives Matter rally, protest, seizing of the roads in 2020. And she's claimed that the so-called demonstrators came up to her car and called her a white privilege B-word before banging on the vehicle, causing her to panic. Rightly so. We've seen time and again people pulled from their vehicles and beaten. We've seen, we've seen Molotov cocktails tossed into cars by lawyers, Democrat lawyers. We've seen shootings, beatings, etc. So they start banging on her car. And the media has described this as she plowed her BMW into a group of protesters. You see the wordplay there. Well, I mean, if it was a Hyundai, then, then it wouldn't have been as serious. And if it was an old Hyundai or like a Pinto, well, I mean, you can't blame someone driving a Pinto for plowing into people. No, the, the, she didn't plow into them. She escaped. She plowed out of them. She's refused a plea deal. Uh, she's a mother of three. And she spent people flying, spent, sent 50 people flying around 3rd Avenue. Okay. Here's what they want her to do. The court has now offered her six days of community service and a one-year a one license suspension. And she said, nope. I want a trial. So they're lowering the bar as much as I think they can. And probably what they're thinking is, lady, you don't understand the stakes. If you go to trial, we have to do everything we can to turn you into a racist, wannabe murderer, violent, mega head who hates black people, who wakes up with the thought of killing black people because you're not accepting your humiliation. If the cops are not prepared to come and get you out of a circumstance like that where you are being held captive. I mean, I guess she could have gotten out of her car and walked away. Really? All by herself, a 54-year-old woman who's being apparently called the B-word. You're going to open your door? No, you're not. Most people are not. Most people are going to stay inside their car and say, okay, but we're going to be safe here. You see how this is a humiliation ritual? And for us, our job, our job is to look at this and remind ourselves that woman is loved by God. So are the protesters. They're all loved by God, but one group was taken captive. And it's our job to not be humiliated.
It's our job to look at that process and understand, and maybe even say, I understand that the court would like me to accept this punishment and to view it as a compromise. But I can't. Because I firmly believe my, my life was at risk that day, and I believe that I have a right to life, liberty, and, hap- and life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And at that point, my liberty had been taken from me. I was not free to move about as I wish, and those people had taken me captive. Why would they not then take my life, which would then <laughs> deeply impact my ability to go out and seek happiness? And it's not always situations like that. Sometimes it's coming straight from the top. The figurehead, when he goes out and makes statements like this, he was at, uh, he's, he's speaking to a group of Native Americans. And it's going to be fascinating to watch the degree to which Democrats are now willing to turn around and try to coalesce the Native American vote and with what they're willing to buy, etc. And I'm conflicted on this in a way, because I will tell you, the first adult book I read, meaning, you know, of depth, was Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee. And I'm one who believes that we did savage, horrible things to the Native Americans. I'm also one who knows that the Native American tribes often did savage and horrible things to the other tribes. I also know uh, that they took slaves and we took slaves. And I know that that was a, a, a perverse norm of the era. So though I love much of the Native American culture because my dad exposed me to it and I find it fascinating and I find many of the tribal leaders to be people of, of fantastic bravery, etc. I'm also a realist. And there was plenty of, of, of intertribal violence and wars and slavery and, and some other things. That doesn't stop the figurehead from going out and, and saying this about Jill Biden. Start building a second school and revitalize the use of the Cherokee language. By the way, she spent a lot of time on other reservations, other uh, nations as well. I'm worried she's not going to come home on these days when she goes. <laughs> You think I'm joking. I'm telling you. If I hear more about the Navajos than I hear about me. Um, <laughs> you all think I'm kidding, don't you? Start building a second. Yeah, we do think you're kidding, but it's one of your more lucid moments. And at least you caught yourself when you were talking there about, uh, you started to say reservation and you caught yourself and said nation. Tribes had all sorts of humiliation rituals. Sometimes they did it to themselves. The father of Crazy Horse wanted his son to have his name. Did you know that? He wanted his son to have his name because he felt his son was going to be greater than he, and so he renamed himself Worm. Worm, something low. But they had these humiliation uh, rituals that they would go through with people that they captured. You'll sleep outside with the dogs. You'll eat scraps from the table. You might eat after the dogs. You might have to fight the dogs to eat. That's where you're going to live, and eventually we're going to let you come inside, but you're going to sleep next to the dogs. And then eventually we might let you not sleep next to the dogs, but now you're going to serve us. And eventually in some tribes, like the, uh, in the, the Comanche people, you could eventually work yourself up to being pretty much a full-fledged tribal member. 
if you went through the humiliation rituals, if you changed, our side did the same. Do this with the, uh, you know, the Native American kids or the first peoples that you would say. Bring them to a school, shave their heads, take from them their native language, reward them for turning their parents in. If they spoke their native tongue, it was a humiliation ritual. It was a way of stealing their identity quite openly. You're not allowed to be an Indian. And the native tribes did it to other people. You're no longer white. You're no longer Wasishu. Now you're a dog. And eventually you might be able to be a human. And maybe one day, no, not a human. Eventually you might be able to act human. And one day maybe we will consider you a human being. It's not unique, except it had stopped. It had become the thing of playground bullies. And now it's the thing of policy. And that's what's so disturbing about this, that policy now is, bullying is now policy. Humiliation rituals are now policy. And that's not the way it should be. Oh, I've learned a new trick, guys. I'm getting all sorts of tricks. So... Thank goodness for young friends. Uh, this weekend, I went and took a dip, took a soak in the Coeur d'Alene River. Now, when I say that, people always say, wait a minute, you went out and the, and the, and the river was flowing? No. No, we went down to a place where the river is pretty much like a lake. And yet we had to walk through snow to get into it. Uh, and <laughs> next door to us was a place, there's a boat launch, and it was iced over. And there was ice on the pontoons uh, when we went into the water. And I just about didn't do it. And my, my brother, Ben, he looked at me and goes, no, you, this is the same thing as last time. You're getting in. I'm already in. <laughs> so he shamed me, and I'm really glad he did. It was a great soak for five minutes, and it was so cold. And my feet were so frozen. And then I had to walk with my bare feet across snow, probably, I don't know, 50 yards. Yes, so frozen. And then I got to the car, truck. And you know what I did? I took my my pillow towel. I got the six-piece towel set. These towels are made in the United States of America. They're made with USA cotton. If you buy before December 25th, the 60-day money-back guarantee is extended all the way through 2023, so you can return these if you're not fully satisfied. I took my MyPillow towel. After I, I, I dried off with one. I had another one inside my, um, my foil bag. I take these foil bags to the store when I get my, uh, my, my food to prep for the week, and I, I prep my fish. So I put that in there and it keeps it hot or cold, you know. I had another of the my pillow towels shoved in there straight out of the dryer, still warm. Woo! Put that on me. Oh, it was great pleasure. Turned up the heat in the truck, cranked it, recovered. And that's coming out of some cold water. And you can do the same thing I did, but maybe without soaking in Cordelaine River when it's 16 degrees out. <laughs> Such fun. So wrap yourself in nothing but the best with the six-piece MyPillow towel set regularly $89.98 now for only $39.98 at MyPillow.com slash Herman. 
Use promo code Herman there. You'll find deep discounts on all my pillow products and get your six-piece my pillow towel set for only $39.98. Shopmypillow.com slash Herman. Promo code Herman. That's mypillow.com slash Herman. Promo code Herman. And I can't get anyone over the age of 40 to come and get in the lake with me. What is that? What's that about? How come it's just this old man? So the 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 concern about this to me is that there is now a um, humiliation rituals are now policy because personnel is policy. Let's start with this. Janet Yellen, uh, of course, she runs the very, very important it is, and it's far too important, the Treasury. Uh, she's, she's come up with a, a, a cause for inflation in her mind, Janet Yellen's mind. And here's the cause. The cause is you. This is the Secretary of the Treasury who says that people are, are, are sporging. It turns out the pandemic had very special impacts on the economy. Remember, everybody stopped spending on services. They were in their homes for a year or more. They wanted to buy grills and office furniture. They were working from home. Then suddenly they start sporging on goods, buying technology, she claims, which, which has led to supply bottlenecks. <laughs> and the humiliation is we're supposed to look at this and go, man, she's brilliant. She's the secretary of the treasury. Janet. Janet. May I call you Janet? Janet. Why? Was I a rodeo clown? I'm a rodeo clown, madam. How come me and my rodeo clown brothers and sisters three years ago were able to go, wow, we're going to have some big supply chain problems because there's a whole bunch of ships offshore here not not being able to unload their, their wares. And a lot of this was union stuff, etc. Inflation is because people are buying goods. Now, just follow me on this. So these companies made all these goods. Let's, let's use her example of office furniture. So these companies made all this office furniture. And then they decided to shut down parts of the economy, but not Home Depot. Not Office Max, not Staples, just small stores. And no one could buy a desk during the, the shutdown. No one. Well, I mean, you could buy it from Amazon and have it shipped, or you could buy it from Office Max or have it shipped, and Staples and have it shipped, and Overstock.com and have it shipped, and, and gosh knows eBay, you could have it shipped, and, and Walmart.com. So, I mean, you could. Oh, that's right. But let's pretend people didn't because they forgot how. Uh, wow. <sighs> Honey, isn't there a way to have an office desk shipped to us? You're so silly. No, we can't have that done. So let's say that was the case. Where would the office furniture have gone? Where would it be? Bob, what are we doing with that office furniture since uh, that stuff can't be shipped during the pandemic? Uh, Larry, uh, well, we've started a humiliation ritual with it, and we take it out back, and uh, we burn it. That sounds good to me, Chief. That's not why inflation is high. And that the humiliation ritual is people are, are policy. Janet Yellen's policy is to point at us. There's a thousand reasons for inflation, but there's core five reasons. The government is making the cost of producing everything except fake meat. 
more expensive. There's this. And this is the way the, the, the um, foreign press writes this. Oh, my goodness. And, and looking at the pictures is, is a humiliation ritual. Look, if you are a grown-up man and you decide to pretend that you're non-binary and you decide to wear weird-looking skirt shirts that are leather and straps and you like to show your, your, your chest and, and I wouldn't regard it as a very well-developed chest, but it's not a body-critiquing exercise. And this is what you want to do? Fine, go do that, but let's not pretend this person is sane. This is uh, Sam Brinton, who is pretends to be non-binary, and is Biden's. They, they call him a nuclear waste guru, and this is the way they issued the headline on Twitter: "Exclusive Biden's married non-binary nuclear waste guru who stole a woman's two thousand three hundred twenty-five dollar bag from an airport, hosted a spanking seminar at kink conferences just just weeks later." under nuclear nerd nickname that's still in use on a fetish hookup website. The man who pretends to be non-binary, who is responsible for making sure our nuclear waste is is stored well, steals apparently women's very expensive purses and goes about teaching people how to, to spank one another in sexual humiliation rituals. Being spanked One adult saying, hey, spank me, is tantamount to saying, hey, humiliate me. Put me through a humiliation ritual. I likes it. And when we have to look at this person and say, wait a minute. This person has an important job of guarding our nuclear waste. And we're supposed to pretend that in all ways, this is a sane and reasonable human being and not to be, not, whose sanity is not to be questioned. Oh, look, here's a picture of Sam Brenton wearing a dress, very obviously a man because he has a mustache. And next to him are other men on their hands and knees with dog faces on. Humiliation ritual, it's policy. And here's a picture of, of Sam Brenton giving a speech, and this time wearing a business suit like a woman and diamonds looking necklace or studs. And again, it's not about the physical appearance. It's about that we are supposed to look at that and say, yeah, yeah, that's our boss. Yep, that's, that's, that person is rock solid mentally, couldn't ever be compromised could never be talked into doing anything wrong with their nuclear waste because is solid in terms of their entire intellect and entire spirit is solid. And you can take this and apply it to Rachel Levin, the man who uh, pretends to be not non-binary, but the man who pretends to be a woman and the man who's obsessed with transing kids who are homeless because that's good policy. Do you see how this is a humiliation ritual? And here it is. You are so stupid. You guys are such bitter clingers. You are so deplorable. You're the vulgars. So, of course, Sam Brenton is better than you. Of course, Rachel Levin is better than you. And think of it this way. 
Are there any nuclear waste experts in the country who do not pretend to be non-binary and do not apparently go around stealing expensive purses and who do not go around spanking other adults and going through sexual humiliation classes, teaching sexual humiliation classes to other adults? Is there anyone in the country who's good with spent nuclear fuel but isn't nuts? How would it feel? To know that you you are one of the premier experts in this stuff, but you just aren't crazy enough to have a job in the Biden administration. And everywhere you look, everywhere you look, they've made the humiliation ritual into policy. And it has results. It has real-world policy as results. I want you to hear from Caitlyn Jenner as he talks about Kanye West and a great comparison. I love this. In fact, I think I've done this the third time this week. This not Jerome Powell tweet. So perfect. All part of the humiliation ritual. Oh, oh. Oh, i got to get to this too. This, this CNN host and people who have AIDS should be allowed to give blood. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's, that's not part of the humiliation ritual. Certainly nothing like that. Oh, guys. I got to talk to Tim Cruikshank. Um, the founder and CEO, Bonefrog Coffee. He is such a forgiving friend. I get so sloppy on text messages, and I'm awful. Sometimes it takes a long time to respond, and I feel like slime. I did that to Tim, and he's so forgiving. And I got to tell you, he is making some changes uh, to, the, to the, the coffee at Bonefrog Coffee. Now, don't panic. Don't panic. It's important for you to hear the way this is going to work. Um, the Zen Roast is going to be the decaf coffee. And I didn't know this about the Zen Roast. I didn't know the amount of different beans that are in this from different parts of the country. I knew it tasted fantastic because I've never liked a light roast before, uh, ever liked a light roast before. But this one I did like and I do like. That is going to become the decaf. Now, hold still. We're going to take care of you on this. Like, If you like that, you say, but I like it. That's my coffee and I don't want to drink decaf. Be cool. As Rush, God rest him, would say, be cool, people. Um, the, the, the Zen Frog is now going to be decaf, and they're using the Swiss water process. Now, I am the furthest thing from a hipster. I didn't have any idea what that is. But when they do the process of decaf coffee, normally it involves a bunch of chemicals, which makes the coffee taste like garbage. Well, it's probably not that good for you. The Swiss water process is done without any of those chemicals, so it's chemically-free decaf, plus the taste is solid. All right, so Tim is sending me some of this, and I'm going to buy the rest of it. Well, I buy my coffee from Tim. I don't get it for free. Then the other thing is, do you, know what a, do you guys know what a door kicker is? <laughs> a door kicker is someone who is, spends a lot of time in what Navy SEALs call the cone of death. This is something that Tim told me about. So I knew what a door kicker was. I didn't know it was called the cone of death. So you're the person who has to go <laughs> step up to the door. You don't know what's behind it. You know, you're going house to house in Iraq or Afghanistan or where you happen to be. Tim is a Navy SEAL, by the way, 25-year Navy veteran and Navy SEAL. And your job is to kick the door in. What's behind it? An IED, a bunch of, of people getting ready to shoot at you, a bomb, you don't know. And it's this cone of death. So they are taking the door kicker brand, and this is going to have as, as most caffeine of any of the bone frog products. Okay. 
And this is all at bonefrog.us. That's bonefrog.us. Incidentally, one thing. Uh, Bonefrog recently changed their e-commerce platform. The new one is so much better. And in that process, they lost some subscriptions. Tim has been calling people. His team and he have been emailing people. If you have not seen your coffee show up, he said, we have not been able to reach a few people, but we've reached almost everybody. If you're one of the people they've not reached, please go to bonefrog.us and just do your subscription again. In fact, my wife and I have to do that this morning. And for all this other stuff, you get 5% off your subscription at bonefrog.us. If you've been waiting for decaf, it's here and it's the Swiss water process. Remember that 10% of all proceeds go to benefit the families of fallen Navy SEALs, bonefrog.us. That's fun to catch up with Tim. So the humiliation ritual, let's just remind ourselves that, that God is not mocked. There are people who think they mock God, but God's not mocked. He never feels mocked because he's not. Because he sees it all coming. <laughs> and he sits in the ultimate position of, Yo, I know you think you won. I know you think you got that past me, but you really didn't. Part of the humiliation ritual is pretending that there is any sense to decisions like this. Any sense. If you listened this week, we had Brad Miller on. Brad is a former, um, he's a former, what was he, a lieutenant colonel and brigadier commander. And he was on the program talking about Occam's Razor. That people at the DOD are, in his mind, many of them are criminals and corrupt and, and perhaps even traitors. And he's got tired of pretending otherwise. So when they ordered him to take the injections, he said, nope. And now he gets to go out and tell the truth as he sees it. Well, Occam's razor. Tell me, answer the following question for me, please. What is better for people in, in, in food costs, food price? Having more makers of food or less? What's better? More. Do dogs and elephants and giraffes and hippos, do they expel gas from their bodies? Does that happen? Do they pass gas? Yes. Zebras? Yes. Horses? Yes. The cows, yes. Are cows uniquely gas-passing? I don't know. Honestly, in relation to an elephant, hard to think so. The EU is going to close up to 3,000 family farms to comply with EU rules. Why? Because cows pass gas. And because there's a global climate catastrophe, acid rain, warming, cooling thing with the weather that's going to kill all the baby seals. No, that's not true. You're trying to kill people. You're trying to drive food costs up because you foresee a future where food is created in labs with patented materials that you license you're doing this at the same time as the United States government is starting a friendly friend-to-friend process of having people register their gardens. If you have a garden of a certain size, would you voluntarily register that with the government so that we know? Because it's very important that we know that you have a garden. Why? 
Why are we letting China buy up farmlands and the inherent water rights that come with the farmland? Because the Chinese Communist Party means as well? No, because Bill Gates wants high, high meat prices so that he can swoop in with the solution and say, oh, well, meat prices have become so high uh, that we have now expanded beyond the plastic uh, Beyond Burger and we've created bug chips uh, that are, uh, well, you get used to the taste and uh, every so often you pull a wing will get between your teeth, but you can get that out with another wing or I chew a nail and I'll use the nail. Uh, to clear the gap in my teeth like this. <laughs> it's a humiliation ritual. <laughs> it's humiliating to, uh, to be told to look at that and say, oh, I'm sure that that's, that's, they're doing this for the right reasons. So let's not be humiliated. God is not mocked. Let's us just apply common sense to this. Hey, there's a food crisis coming. What's the EU doing? Oh, we're, we're going to destroy 3,000 family farms. Oh, makes sense. Kanye West is crazy. And it's sad. It is sad. He's ill. Uh, He went on Alex Jones' program. You know this. He put a big sock over his head. And apparently he said, I like Hitler. I, I, I like him. Wow. He's sick. He's ill. You know, my wife's of the opinion that far more celebrities have these drug pushers in their lives. And it's very, very possible that Connie's brain was fried by pharma. Very possible. It's also possible that he's manic depressive. And that he's ill. And it's, uh, I mean, it's almost axiomatic that madness and creativity can go hand in hand. They're kissing cousins. Madness and creativity. And I have to be completely honest. I have never heard a Kanye West song. Never. Nor would I recognize a Kanye West brand if I, if I saw it. Oftentimes, if I see Kanye West, I have to say, is that Kanye West? Yeah, that's Kanye West. So it's very sad. And in answer to this, Fox News turns to the analysis of Caitlyn Jenner. To talk about this. Uh, another story that broke here late last night. Part of your family, actually. Kanye West. Uh-oh. Who? Uh, he's in the news in a big way. Yes. Elon Musk apparently had enough. Uh, he suspended him from Twitter last night. Said, I tried my best. Despite that, he again violated a rule against incitement to violence. Account will be suspended. Apparently, Kanye puts up something with... Uh, Ye put up something with... Uh, a, uh, a swastika. Yeah, it starred David with a Nazi swastika. Um, what, what's going uh, on? All, all, all I can say on that subject, I really, uh, I've known obviously Kanye for a long time. Um, he's always been very, very good to me. Um, and I just wish him well. I, I just, I want Kanye to do Have you talked to, to him? Well. Um, uh, not in the last few months, mm-hmm. especially in all this stuff has come out. I have not talked to him, but uh, I just wish him the best. Um, you know, he's, he's got challenges. If you hear that, um, this, this man is trying to be kind. If you see that, this man is ill. He's ill. He's had reconstructive surgery, and uh, in someone's mind, he looks like a woman, at least to his face. 
Uh, I'm sure that's got to be fake hair. He's far older than me. Maybe he's just, well, gosh, knows he was genetically gifted as an athlete and worked hard, I imagine. He's an ill man. And look, people can function great with mental illness. And maybe in all other ways, maybe in all other ways, Mr. Jenner is, is buttoned up. But it's a, it's a humiliating thing. To say, let's turn to analysis on a guy who is ill to a guy we pretend is not ill. And doesn't have mental challenges and hasn't done catastrophic things to his body. And I'll, hey, look, I'll join you in this, Mr. Jenner. I, I pray that you're well. You're not. But, man, I, I pray that you are not rebelling against God, Mr. Jenner. I, I truly do. And that you think you can make yourself woman, you can't. Because that would put you in opposition to God. And that goes beyond being unwell. The humiliation ritual as well happens with people who get to go beyond the TV. And on CNN, they had the most remarkable conversation about people with HIV. Uh, and one day we'll do a whole show about Fauci and HIV and all of that because there's a big, big bit of a, a analysis that never gets talked about with that. But on, on CNN, and this is courtesy of Newsbusters, one of their guests finds it very, very sad, a very bad, sad thing about people with okay, HIV. It is. Did you know? Oh, it's World AIDS Day today. And there are approximately 1.2 million people living in the U.S. with HIV today many of them restricted on when they can donate blood. But the U.S. Food and Drug Administration is now considering revising their donor criteria, moving away from blanket assessments about donors to ones that consider risk for transmitting HIV. This is fascinating. Our Dr. Tara Narula is here. What's changing? Yeah, so let's take a little bit of a look back historically. And so in the early 90s, around 1985, is when we first saw this ban on men who have sex with men. So from 1985 until 2015, they were not allowed to donate blood at all. And this was really born out of the beginnings of the AIDS epidemic. And then in 2015, the FDA changed its plan and said, actually, you can, if you're a man who has sex with another man, donate blood as long as you've been abstinent for a year. Fast forward to 2020, the height of the COVID pandemic, when we saw a lot of shortages, they then amended it to say, as long as you've been abstinent within three months, you can donate blood. Now, a lot of groups, the American Medical Association, the Red Cross, in fact, 500 doctors and, and healthcare practitioners wrote an open letter sure. back in 2020 saying, look, these policies are based on stigma, not science. The ability to test for HIV has changed dramatically in the last 20 years. And so now we can actually find out if someone's infected within seven to 10 days of active infection. We also know that other countries have changed their policies, either eliminating these bans completely or using more of a questionnaire-based screening. Mm -hmm. And the issue really comes down to the fact that a lot of these groups are saying this should be a targeted screening approach based on your individual risk, whether you are high risk and how you have sex. What are your sexual practices? Not based on how you identify and who you have sex with. So, for example, there are a lot of men who have sex with men who are low risk. They use PrEP. They're in monogamous relationships 
relationships and they're not allowed to donate blood compared to men or women who have sex with the opposite gender, unprotected, multiple partners, they are allowed to donate blood. So there's a lot of issues here and a lot of groups saying this needs to change. So what are these changes from the FDA? What could they look like? Right. And so if you listen to this conversation, it has the veneer of making a lot of sense. And then you look back on that same panel telling you and everybody in this country, you must take the mRNA injections. <laughs> you have to get injected with something you've determined to be unsafe. It's a blanket statement. Everybody has to do it and your kids too. And if you don't, you should be banned from society for the act of existing for the act of drawing breath, farmers should have the right to shoot you up with stuff. When you live in a way that is risky to your body, and male-on-male sex is risky to the body, both, both mechanically and biologically risky to the body, in multiple ways, you get special treatment. You get to give blood, though you're in a high-risk group. And incidentally, this testing for uh, whether or not people have HIV, what do we know about government testing? What do we know about the blood supply as it is? It's contaminated with mRNA-injected blood, which is why pure bloods can get a lot of money for their blood. The humiliation rituals. We're supposed to listen to that and not draw the instant comparison. We're supposed to listen to that and say, well, that sounds all very reasonable and not ask skeptical questions. Then there's this, because we can't talk about humiliation rituals without talking about a comparison. This is this tweet again, because to me it explains this again It's from a Twitter account, not Jerome Powell. Sam Bankman-Fried, I don't know where $10 billion went. The Pentagon, we don't know where $2.2 trillion went. The IRS, you just spent $601.37. Don't forget to report it. The Democrats are praising Sam (laughs) Bankman-Fried. They are arguing that his openness and his transparency is something to be celebrated. They've characterized his testimony as responding to an investigation. This is the same Democrat Congress who applauded the FBI raiding the home of a former president because they're looking for a crime who talked the Supreme Court into giving them access to that same former president's tax history. But they want voluntary cooperation and fun talk with their friends, and that's the game. The humiliation tactic is to create an us versus them with this hope. Remember we talked about initiation. How much will you go through So you can one day do this to others. How much will you go through 
so that you never need to be in the humiliated group again. And when it's your turn to humiliate, what will you do? Time Magazine has argued that the phrase election denier cannot be applied to the new Speaker of the House, Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries, of course, says that Donald Trump was not elected. He was selected the whole game. He's not a legitimate president. And so the Republicans doing the tit for tat are calling him an election denier. Here's how Time puts this. The term election denier has taken a particular meaning, however, after Trump's failed reelection campaign. The phrase has come to be associated with Republicans who claim the 2020 election was stolen. So calling Jeffries an election denier is misleading and conflates different issues. <laughs> no, Jeffries said an election was stolen and Trump said an election was stolen. And it's the humiliation ritual. But Jeffries is with the party. See, it is initiation. And they're just offering us a chance to go through it. And that's why. Once they get through it, look how vicious they become. You know, we opened this segment talking about the mother in New York, Kathleen Casillo. When Antifa was marching through the streets of Seattle and stopping in nice neighborhoods in front of people's homes and screaming for the homeowners to open the window, you know what they said after the homeowners dutifully complied they chanted fire fire get the fire 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 gentrifier we're going to burn you out of your house and you know what homeowners were told don't overreact call 911 we're aware of their presence right now there's nothing we can do they're being entirely peaceful just stay inside Stay safe, shelter in place. In other words, be humiliated where you're at, and yet we're not going to be. We'll stand with the dignity afforded us by virtue of the fact that God created us in his image, and he loves us. God's not mocked. How about if we choose not to be mocked? This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and do remember the gratitude challenge.